Hello there. Welcome back to the Missing Manual podcast. Once again, we're looking at the new announcements from the gaming world, as well as a few other topics of interest, such as the new Batman film and the teaser trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're wearing our finest smarty pants, so let's start this episode of Newsreel. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. I just want to start this episode straight away. I'm going to dump, drive in the deep end and just say, Zach, yeah, Alden Ring, mate. It's fucking good. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sabotaging the start of the episode already with this, but it is, oh, oh, holy shit, holy shit. It's such a good game, honestly. Go out, get it. I love it. It's not one of our episodes without an epic segue, though, is it, right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we're, no. we're starting right off, going straight into the deep end. Last time it was cheese, now it's uh, Alden Ring. Yeah. But at least this is more convenient than cheese. At least Elden Ring was the subject of the uh, the episode last time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was. I still think the cheese podcast could have legs, you know. I um, I th- I think we should roll with it. Mm. Honestly, I'm I'm, like I'm deadly serious roll. about the game and snacks idea. Like like that. the um like the the cheese rolling event they have in it. Yeah, yeah, where they roll the wheels of cheese down the hill. Down the hill. Yeah, I, I remember. I went to that hill. You know, I swear. Did we go to that hill? Like. On a school trip, you know, when we were kids at one point. Because <laughs> I feel like I've either been there with a school or I've just been there on like a family trip or something. But I, I'm pretty sure I've been to that hill and it's I don't, weird. I don't remember it, but like that's not to say that we didn't go. I just, I don't you know. Because I, I feel like you were there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because the hill is like dead vertical. It's fucking strange. Yeah. What I'm saying is we are a weird, we are a weird species. If, yeah, if you hadn't already figured that out by now. <laughs> but but yes, I'm not going to ramble about Ordering too long, but you should totally check it out. It is a or cheese. Or cheese. <laughs> or cheese and Eldering, which there is. Um, it's a fantastic game. From Soft have, have 100% done it again. Honestly, it's, oh, it's so, so good. I totally recommend it. It's just, I think, bang for buck at the moment, probably one of the best kind of content-filled games you can go out and purchase. Even, like, uh, even more than The Witcher 3. I mean, The Witcher 3 is great as well, but like this is obviously a more modern game. So if you you know want to play something more modern, um, but it's just so it's just so full of content, like at an unbelievable price point as well. Like it's uh, on PC, it's only forty nine ninety nine, yeah. And this yeah. game has so much content; it's unbelievable. Like they do something really clever with the way the map works, the way the world map works. Like it starts very zoomed in, and as you explore more and get more kind of map fragments, it gradually kind of expands and gets bigger and gets bigger and gets bigger, and like. I'm already like 40 hours in yet, and I'm still discovering new regions in this game. That's with, good. With even more content. Like, I don't even know what they could do if, they, if they're even considering doing DLC for this game or not. I have no idea. But like, if they do, I have no idea what they could put in it because it's already so full of, of just content. Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. Like, they've, they've put so much into it. Wow, it's good. It's good that you're enjoying it. And um... Oh, mate. Mate. It's good that it lived up to the hype, right? Because uh, that would have been a bit of a wet fart otherwise. <laughs> it would have been a bit sad. But like the thing is, I've I've never seen I've never had a bad from software game, to be fair. They've always they've always excelled, you know. Um both in performance and in kind of gameplay. Like both have been great. I've I've yeah. never had an issue with them at all. You know, I've never had really any kind of massive bugs or anything like that. It's always been pretty smooth and pretty um pretty well done, to be fair. I definitely think in the future, man. Whack it on your uh, your game list. I think you enjoy it. Yes, uh, that list is ever growing. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, the, the backlog never behind. ends. <laughs> the backlog never ends. I mean, this has completely ruined my backlog. Hundred percent. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was making good progress with um, Fallen Order. That's gone completely now. It, it, all that's it is exact. is Elden Ring. Elden Ring good, is... That is a, that's a damn fine game as well. I, I've really enjoyed it. And I'm going to go back to it, to be fair, because it is just Star Wars Dark Souls, right? Like we said in our Star Wars episode. It's yeah. Just, and, and it's it going to be enjoyable. Like getting the um, getting a double-ended lightsaber in that game has made combat so much cooler. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit, it's been so, so good. Um, I'm definitely going to go back to it for sure, because Elden Ring, it it is almost like Dark Souls 4, right? But because it's an open world game, it sort of has this other kind of flavor that's kind of hitting it. So it's not actually like, you know, a pure Dark Souls experience because the gameplay flow is a bit different in places. Um, yeah. But I think it's probably one of the most accessible and, and kind of uh, welcoming from soft games they've done today you know like there's a lot they put in this game a lot of quality of life features which i think newer players um to the game will will really enjoy and really like yeah i've, I've only heard good things about it so yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's definitely definitely not as punishing as dark souls and 100 not as punishing as sekero is at all um i still think sekero is probably the hardest from a software game for sure yeah, uh, like I, I remember, I remember you playing that. Like when, when I, I <laughs> came over that one time, and yeah. I, I was watching you play it, and you were yeah. just man. Like yeah. I've never seen you so angry. Oh mate, yeah, it takes a lot for me to get mad at video games. To be fair, yeah, but fucking scare pushed my buttons on a few occasions. It is a fantastic game, um, but it is still the only from software game that I've not completed. Yeah, I've still not the, finished um, it. It was the enemy with the uh, like the the gunpowder yeah, rifle, the, sl- right? the sniper, the sniper. The, yeah. Oh my god! Like um, you just get annihilated. By and that. then a little bit after that, when I continued on, it was the Guardian Ape fight, which was awful. And I literally played that fight. You didn't ask my like, housemate. I played that fight. Yeah, for it must have been about four hours straight, maybe. <sighs> I just sat there banging my head against that fight, trying to do uh. it, and I did it eventually. But fuck me, it was difficult bro I, I brute forced that fight like i sat there and i forced myself to learn every combo it did so i knew everything that was going to happen yeah and, but but the from software relief once you finally kill that boss mate it's so good yeah it's like a punch in the face with the serotonin you know <laughs> serotonin right to the fucking face mate <laughs> that's always the most satisfying part about the from software games when you finally get through uh and and, and finish it and, and get that boss dead um but yeah sakero is a hard one for sure 100 sakero is a fucking beast of a game Mm. but visually fantastic it's got such a cool identity um especially in uh, its gameplay because it stands out so different to dark souls and bloodborne and whatnot it's like it's really its own beast yeah yeah and uh obviously the the biggest talking point as we've mentioned before as well is the fact that it made it kind of it made, made the game a little bit more vertical as yeah well, yeah like, and, and it's quite interesting like uh i, I want to i don't want to talk about Ring all night but one one thing i will say that is quite cool is is from have taken elements of all their games and they put it in Elden Ring. So, you know, thanks to Sekiro, Elden Ring has like jumping in it. So jumping is a thing, you know, yeah. that was never in Dark Souls Bloodborne. You had to do the role and the stupid leap thing, which usually made you, you die quite a lot because it wasn't really a proper jump. So they've taken like elements. They've got fast combat and dungeon systems from Bloodborne. They've got armor, weight and combat systems from Dark Souls. They've taken the jumping system and kind of the free flowing mechanics from Sekiro and they've kind of thrown them all into, into Elden Ring. It's almost like, like a homage to all their games that have come before, which is kind of cool. Mm. But in like this big open world kind of package, I dig it. But away from Elden Ring, I'm going to stop. I'm going to control myself. We're going to segue into um, some other new games that we're going have been to go into some, yeah, yeah, some new new games. So last night Sony held uh, one of their State of Play events, which if you don't know what State of Play event is, it's basically their version of Nintendo Direct, where they basically just announce new games that you know are coming out and whatnot. Um, and you're thinking, oh, I don't have a PlayStation, why should I care about this? Well, well, 
it's not always PlayStation only games. Sometimes it is actually games that are on multi platforms. They just don't obviously tell you that because they want you to get a PlayStation right. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, there's been some interesting ones. I won't lie. It is very heavy uh, in the, the the RPG department. I mean, um, they are like heavily like Japanese themed, though, right? So oh, of they, course, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. I, there was maybe like one entry that I recognized. I was really like blindsided by this list because I was just like, I have mm. no clue what half of this is. You were just um, like a fish out of water. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know where to begin, really. JRPG um, games, mate. There's yeah. so many of them now. I'm I'm a novice when it comes to that. I am an, yeah. an uncultured swine. Um, <laughs> hey, it's, it's the JRPG games aren't for everyone, man. They are quite, you know, intimidating to get into, and also they're very long as well. They can be very very long. Yeah, um, it's it's not even that like I wouldn't be interested in playing them. It's just that again, like like we were saying about like backlogs and stuff. I just think <laughs> there are so many of them, and they are like they all seem to they they all look they, all, each game looks kind of the same to yeah, me. Yeah. So, because I don't know any different, I'm just kind of looking at them like, well, I mean, isn't this just mm. a Final Fantasy? Or it, it, it could like be that, quite right? intimidating to get into, though, to be honest, right? Because there's yeah. a, some of them are very long established series, right? And it's hard to jump in and get on board of it. Yeah. Um, you know, the Yakuza games were like that for me for quite a long time. I really wanted to play them, but I just couldn't get into them because there was too many games. Uh, the games were split across three different consoles at that time. Um you know, they were split across the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. They were coming out on the PS4 as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I really wanted to get into it, but I just couldn't do it. And and luckily, they then made Yakuza 0, which went on to become one of my, probably one of my favorite PS4 games ever made. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And Yakuza 0 was basically the ultimate jumping on point. Such a, such a good point to get into the series. Um, you know, if, if anyone wants to get into Yakuza, definitely check out Zero. But yeah, a lot of these kind of big established series i think need kind of what yakuza zero was a, a perfect jumping on point to the franchise you know yeah do, do you think as well because do you think that it's it was more accessible and and more kind of easy for you to get into because you had a vested interest with like hmm. because you watch a lot of like animes and stuff i like suppose that as well. yeah i guess you know, i quite like japanese culture and whatnot right so i guess yeah. that was um always one of the interests in playing the game but i'd always heard good things about the quest design in Yakuza and the world design in Yakuza because it is sort of like a very um, more story-driven GTA, really. Yeah. Um, with with less kind of exploration. It's like a district kind of GTA. Um, if, if GTA was just tied to like a district of a city, basically, or a few districts of a city, mm. um, it's more like compartmentalized Grand Theft Auto. Uh, but I, I definitely think if you've got an interest in like Japanese culture, right, you're going you're gonna to be a lot more interested in it. Um but it's very interesting to see the other side of gaming, you know, because there is obviously a lot of love out there for, you know, Western games and stuff like that. And and not so much love for kind of pure JRPG experiences. But like I said, I, I can see why, right? They are, they can be intimidating to get into, especially if they're very heavy turn-based ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, I mean, there, there, are, there are entries in there, like um, uh, the, you got like uh, uh, Dio Field Chronicle, mm. Yeah, that's uh, and <laughs> Valkyrie Elysium, and and I'll be honest, like <clears throat> one of them looks a little bit like a almost like an XCOM style thing where you've got like yeah. turn based kind of squad strategy thing going on. So if we we jump into this, we've got a ridiculous showing from Square Enix, right? A ridiculous showing. So we've got this a Diafield Chronicle, which looks a lot like um, the games that were released on. Uh, Switch, the um, I forgot what, what it was called now, but it had a really strange name. 
uh, and it's got a very very similar art style to that but this is like very high japanese rpg proper jrpg experience in fact it looks like fire emblem to be fair mm. it looks very heavily like the new fire emblem game uh three houses that came out on uh, the nintendo switch but it's obviously a lot more pretty because it's you know it's on a it's on a much more capable bit of hardware yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, it's you know suitably over the top as well uh, yeah. as you'd expect with a lot of these kind of like anime style games. Um, there a lot is of menus. like there's a lot of like epic speeches and charge up attacks that take like five years, and mm. it's um, yeah, it is like very um, <laughs> it's very menu heavy. There's a lot of UI going on in this game. Yeah, lots a lot of, of like UI going on in this game character builds and stuff like i mean the little bit of gameplay that you see where it's like you're selecting a selecting a, a group of your your characters to attack and stuff and then um <laughs> it brings up like a like a like a menu of all these different moves that you can do and there's like yeah. 12 12 or 15 <laughs> different options it's, on there and i'm like my god like, I mean, we, all, we always say right you know like these kind of games because this one's uh this diafield chronicle game has a, a like you said, a bit of an XCOM vibe, doesn't it? A little bit of a strategy vibe, rather a little than pure, bit, yeah. pure JRPG, like a, a JR strategy kind of game, really, role playing strategy. Um, and obviously, you know, we've spoke to great lengths, haven't we, about kind of strategy games and how they are not the most usable games, are they, or user friendly games? They've almost become quite trendy, and uh, as of mm. late, though, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's a genre that's definitely expanding and growing. It's also a genre that has a, a tremendous pedigree, right? As well, because you know we strategy games have been around right for so long, right? Especially on PC PCs, right? You know, games like Command and Conquer, StarCraft, forging the way for strategy games as we know it today. Yeah, yeah. They've always had such a big pedigree, and and it's it's strange that sort of I guess, I guess maybe consoles, I don't know, perhaps consoles sort of like brought people away from that. You know, because strategy games have always been constant, haven't they? On PCs, like always. They have, yeah, yeah. They've always been present, but obviously not everyone who maybe had a PC got into that, or if, especially if you're a console gamer, right? You definitely wouldn't have played a lot of strategy games at all. You know? uh, yeah, no, no, definitely not. Like, And, and it's like, like we've mentioned before, there are only like a few that were like... Hand for, isn't there? That we know that, that are actually like console exclusives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. Halo Wars, like uh, mm. Aliens vs. Predator Extinction. Fantastic game. Ones, right? Game that no one believes exists. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, honestly, I actually game. had to like prove it to people that yeah, it existed. Yeah, people don't believe that game exists, man. It, it, it annoys me because it's such a good game. Um, God damn, I wish that game was on PC. Sadly, limited by its single player only experience and, on on a know, console. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on like, a console, like it's it just doomed such to a, fail. Such a backwards way of I don't know. I just don't understand why. You know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> I just yeah. don't get it. I, I would love to see that get some kind of remaster rework. I don't know. Um, it'd be it'd be incredible. It'd be so cool to see. Yeah, like um, it would, it would, it would definitely. But, and you know, and, and again, like we we're saying here, with like the um, that kind of resurgence of um, the importance of strategy games, mm, and you know, the mm. fact that they are being pushed on consoles as well. You know, they, yeah. never say never. You know, no, no, of course not. Um, there, there's uh, definitely still time. I would love to see it return, but part of me just worried that that game, because it's so kind of unknown yet, is. It's just kind of been lost to time a little bit. Of course it has, yeah. yeah. Like, like it, 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 would, it would take a, a dedicated studio, um, you know, yeah. and, and realistically you'd need a studio with a pedigree in strategy games as of well course. to give it the love that love and attention. Oh, of that course, needs, yeah, right? because there'd be a lot of modernization that would have to be done to that game. And to be honest, like I, I kind of worry, like I said, it's so old, the source code probably doesn't even exist anymore. Like I'd be concerned who, who even owns the source code to that game. Like it's... You know, it's, it's quite a worrying thing. And it's also quite a funny thing as well, because you'd expect, like, source code not to go missing, right? But 
you know, you'd be surprised, right? What what happens in, in game shoes, especially if game shoes are quite old, if they've moved around a lot, uh, if they're defunct now, stuff like that can end up in, you know, got who knows what hands, right? It's like uh it's like movie props in a way, isn't it? You know, movie props that sometimes find bit, themselves yeah. in, in um owners' possessions that are like, you know, other countries from where the film was shot, something like that, right? Like some dude's got a fucking xenomorph in his attic, bro, that he got from Fox Studios or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I just, um, I just had a little look in, online just to just to have a look, and the dev yeah. for AVP Extinction was Zono. I've never heard of them. I've before, never heard of them. That, right? No. Um, EA published it though, right? So that, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that that will tell you all you need to know. I mean, maybe, <laughs> so maybe who knows? EA might might have the source code to it still in the depths of their archives, perhaps. But like, maybe. I don't know, man. Obviously, Alien versus Predator is also a weird kind of game now, right? Because it's owned by Fox. Fox now owned by Disney. Um, they've had they've had a, a, a the Aliens and Predator franchises both have had a bit of a rocky path as of late as well, right? Oh, mate, they've been getting with, the, with the shit kicked out of them. Being Alien be, Isolation. If I can be brutally honest, yeah, they've been getting the shit kicked out of them, mate, for quite a while, haven't they? Yeah, because so... the, the recent films have been dog shit. You know, the games have been sparse. We had that of one recently, didn't we? But even that has had a bit of teething troubles, hasn't it, Zach? I mean, you played that one a bit, didn't you? The um. Oh, the alien um, game. The uh, yeah, the Fire Team Elite one. Fire Team Elite, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, I think sadly that one is it's it's a case where it has a lot of a lot of Mm. problems with Mm. it still. Like it it was, it's definitely fun, Mm. and when the game's still fresh to you, you know, uh, it on surface level it's great. Like it's it's really really good. But the more and more you you play it, um. The, the the bugs start to show. You see you know? these little kind of strange designs, um, right? Yeah, and it's not only that. Like I, we've we had as a friend group, we've had it. We've had issues recently where we can't even get into a game together. It's mm. just it, it will mm. just like we because you have these like collectible cards and stuff that you can burn to give yourselves buffs and stuff and um, like debuffs. And um, you get into a game and it kicks everyone, so you've, you've lost your cards. Then you're stuffed. So yeah, that's, that's not great. We've had a couple of like annoyances with that. So like. Me, me and me and everybody I've played it with so far, we've kind of taken a bit of a hiatus from it because it's until until it gets fixed. Because um, I'm very concerned about about like the franchise. To be fair, for Predator and Alien, yeah. because it just seems like it's going in such a weird direction, right? And I don't honestly know if Disney have any plans for it because obviously they're kind of orchestrating it now, right? Um, I mean, I don't know about Predator. I don't know who owns the rights to Predator. Was that Fox as well? That'd be Fox. Yeah. Was it was it Fox who owned now? I don't know if that one was a bit murky. It was or not. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it, mate. I have no idea. Uh, well, you know, I mean, oh, Predator always... game was also a bit bad as well. The one that came out a little while ago, the, the, the one that was sort of uh, DVD inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, they, yeah. they just, uh, regardless of what they try, they just don't seem to recapture that magic that we had from the games like Concrete Jungle. Oh, you know, yeah, Concrete uh, Jungle, man. That's a. F- I mean, I was going to get us in it. We're doing an episode on Concrete Jungle. Don't matter. Um, yeah, because we could talk about that for hours. I feel. Um, I feel like, um, like w- w- with um, the Predator, I-, I think it would benefit from a kind of like a, maybe maybe like a, a-, a Batman Arkham or like Devil May Cry. You know, you know, fighting. you know what? I could see an Arkham game. I could see that working quite well because with the free flow combat that yeah, would be really good playing. As but you Predator. obviously get the big punchy attacks, right? Because in the Batman Arkham game, right, it's cool because Batman's got some fucking heft to him, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's swinging his fists around and whatnot. Um, I feel like DMC would be a bit too fast paced. For Predator, maybe. Um, I can sort of see it, but I feel like that would be like super, super quick, right? Because Devil May Cry is a fast game, isn't it? Or you can make it fast. You can you can combo the shit out of that game. Whereas I think Arkham is a little bit more precise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I use Devil May Cry as, a, as an example because of its... Um, yeah. 
hack and slash nature and because mm, of its mm, uh, variety sure. and weapon types as well. Def- oh yeah, um, definitely. You don't obviously get like a lot of variety in weapons in in the Batman games, do you? No, that's the thing. So like with uh, what, what I what I would envision there is that um, you know very much in the same way that there are like combat stances. Yeah. Um, for like yeah. Dante yeah. And, and whatnot, you could have. The predator being in different stances, aka using different weapons. So you'd have like wrist blade stance, combi stick stance, that kind of thing as well. Some kind of like halfway point would be really good, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So between Devil May Cry and Arkham Asylum is, I think, a good fit for what we'd like to see a predator game in the future. Yeah, and um, kind of the same vein as talking about sort of like Devil May Cry esque style games. Mm. Um, this that that other game, Valkyrie Elysium, that we just mentioned as well, yeah. the, the one of the new ones that have been released. I feel like the the combat in that is quite similar to that. There's a lot of um, kind of like quite fast paced. Um, it's almost got a little bit of a monster hunter feel to it as it well, does, doesn't in, it? Yeah. In some respects. Like having a little um, watch of it now when you're when you're chatting about it. Um, it has got a bit of a, a Devil May Cry vibe to it. It does, yeah. There's um, lots of lots of big enemies and um, like kind of like chained combo attacks, elemental mm. attacks as well in there. There's there's, there's a lot a lot kind of at, at play there. Um, again, it's going to be one of those typical kind of like fantasy style um, Japanese adventures, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a, a lot of like high. It's got like a lot of high fantasy vibes in it. Yeah, like even the um, even like the. Uh, the, the the kind of the, the the title logo kind of reminds me of like um, like old school fan- Final Fantasy. It's mm. got that kind of like look about it. It does actually, to be fair. Yeah, it has actually yeah. got pretty you know much. I mean, like um, pretty much the Final Fantasy font. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And that, that kind of like circle with the outline of her like head mm. kind of reminds me a little bit of like I think it might be FF Seven. It's got like that moon and. Like the, the circular kind of um... Kotaku has given a uh, a bit of a shitty write up about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems to belong to a series called Valkyrie Profile, right? Which uh, I, I actually don't know too much about this. So you know, the, you're learning the same time as we are, same, audience. Yeah. Um, and they say uh, the good news: it's a new Valkyrie Valkyrie Profile game. The bad news: it's more action than RPG, and it looks like it was released nine years ago. Yeah. I can see what they mean there. Like looking at it uh, from a from a graphical perspective, and also from a from a UI standpoint, mm. it does look very Xbox three sixty PS three ish. The characters do have a, a very thick sort of black cell shading effect around them. Yeah, and um, looks a whether bit that's done by design or not, it, it does. You know, like uh, like even the, the the main character herself, she kind of looks like a, a um, Soul Calibur character. She looks a little bit like yeah, uh, well, yeah. what's it, Cassandra? Yes, she does, Cassandra. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's it's interesting. Like I said, I I don't know anything about this at all, uh, or about the series. Um, what I do know is Square Enix are fucking drop kicking out RPGs like so tomorrow at the moment. Yeah, like um, and and you you have to think is that a sustainable a sustainable thing they've got going there? I mean, Square Enix have been in the industry for a, a very long time, right? They're definitely one of the big dogs. Uh, that's still independent, you know, and still their own their own company, publishing yeah. other games and also making their own as well. Um, they actually took a big hit last year because of uh, <laughs> because of that Avengers game that came out, which did uh, didn't do so great for them. There was a big article about that last year saying it lost them quite a bit of money. Um, but they're still a huge company, right? They control Final Fantasy, which is just a series that will always sell well and always always do numbers, right? Because it's you know it's like gaming yeah. pedigree, it's gaming legend now. It's the same as Zelda, same as Pokemon, same as Mario, right? It commands that same level of respect from gamers, right? Um, you know, 
I'm still waiting for Sony to purchase Square Enix. To be honest with you, I'm I'm waiting for that to happen because I'm surprised they haven't already jumped on the bandwagon. I can, I can see it happening very, very, very easily. Like me, me personally, I'd have thought that would have been a more obvious choice of purchase than mm. uh, Bungie. Yeah, the Bungie one was a bit left field. Actually, I didn't. That see That was really coming. like off the cuff, wasn't no, it? No, that was really? very, very weird. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't see that coming at all. Them purchasing Bungie, but like I could see them buying Square Enix completely because very similar company, uh, both Japanese. Um, you know, both have a lot of same ideals. There's a lot of obviously games. Once again, we said this before, right? You know, Eastern games that never come to the West. Square Enix have done a lot of games like that that haven't come to the West. Um, you know, so they understand the market. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting if not bought them yet. But honestly, like, I don't know. I don't want to say mark my words, but I reckon years time, maybe I don't know. They might make a move on them. Who knows? It's uh, it's not for us mere mortals to uh, to decide, <laughs> is it? Exactly, exactly, mate. Um. Moving on, uh, Returnal, a game called Returnal came out. Uh, I think the last year on PS, one of the PS5 launch titles. Yeah, this, this one, this one looks um, a bit interesting, actually. Yeah, um, Returnal was really fun. Actually, I never got to, to play it myself, but I saw a friend play it on his uh, PlayStation. Um, and it's a roguelike game. So if you like roguelikes, like Binding of Isaac and whatnot, um, it plays the same as that. So the idea is you go in uh, and you probably won't complete the game on your first run. You'll die, but you'll get stronger every time you play the game. Um, mm. And obviously your run starts again, like a, like a traditional roguelike, like Dead Cells, Binding of Isaac kind of deal. Um, and it got a really, really good write-up, actually. It's, I think a lot of people are saying it's one of the best kind of unique games to come on the PS5 at the moment, um, especially as a launch title as well, or close to a launch title. I tell you what, though, the um, the environment straight away screams to me like like doom when you're in the when you're in the hell mm. the hell realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, That's got really, such really. a doom feel. So even some of the enemies, they they kind of got like that, that that doom look about. It's them, got like it has ones. got a creepy coloured doom, uh, aliany. It's very uh, old god styley, isn't it as well? Yeah, yeah. tentacles, the, like, like the, uh, the, the game and gunplay feels um, very very much like the alien game that we were just talking about. That it does, yeah. But like kind of because it's got like a co-op mode as well, right? It, yeah, but this is what this is. So obviously, Returnal came out like last year; it's been out for a while now. Uh, but this is a free update, I believe, um, which adds a co-op mode, a new area, uh, and like a big kind of challenge, challenge like tower mode, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, which is nice to see. Nice to see an update as well. Nice to see a free update also. Uh, it shows you know the devs are still kind of pushing, pushing for the uh, the game to be a success, and it's done really well. Like I said, I've I've seen lots of good writers about it. If I if I owned a PS5. I'd probably check this out. Yeah, it, it does. It looks it looks it looks really interesting. It does it looks. Um... Sadly, I do not own a PS5, and I probably won't be buying yeah. a PS5. But I will say, actually, side rail again. Um, I actually bought a PS5 controller last week. What for the PC? For the PC, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a, a fucking sad experience. The second, the first night I was playing Elden Ring, I was. Um, I was, I will say I was inebriated at the time <laughs> when I was playing this. Uh, and I didn't know if I was just, you know, not sober or my trigger had broken on my controller because I just couldn't do heavy attacks for some reason. So I oh. played like the first kind of three hours of the game, not using any heavy weapon attacks <laughs> because I couldn't get it to work. And I was like, this is fucking weird. And like the day after I watched like a video, um, when I was having breakfast, this guy like doing combos and stuff like that. And I was like, have they changed it? Am I just, you know, being stupid? Because they changed like a few controls over from Dark Souls. Um, and I saw him do the heavy attack and I was like, mm, that's not right. I picked up my controller. Yeah. The fucking R2 trigger man is just snapped completely. Oh God. I know. I was like, fuck, I can't believe it. And I, I had that PS4 controller since I got my PS4 and it, it's honestly been, been through shit. So I'm surprised it's lasted this long, honestly. Um, you, have you thrown it a few times? No, I've actually thrown it. A few, I have dropped it quite a few times though. 
which I think oh, is the problem. Man. And also, I moved it all over the country. I took it to uni with me, took it back home with me. I uh, took it here with me, obviously, when I moved. Um, yeah. So it, it's been for the ringer. Like the back, the label on the back is like completely white because like it's completely rubbed off. All of the stuff's rubbed off of it. Um, and also, I had a house once that also kind of fucked it up, which is a bit annoying. Oh, okay. Like, sort of fucked the side. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was doing with it. Like, but he sort of messed the side about it. It hasn't really been right since then. So I think that was probably maybe. It's like like, like you fucking gripping it, like squeezing it in. Like, I don't don't fucking know, dude. It's like he fucking crushed the side of it. It was was weird, but it it was a good. It was a good little controller. It was a good little controller. But like, weirdly enough, yeah, the PS4 controllers are still super fucking expensive. Yeah. So I was actually, in, I actually was forced to buy a PS5 one because it was easier than procuring another PS4 one, and it was only slightly more expensive. Um, and I was like, "Fuck it, why not?" PS5 be interesting, right? And use one of those before. I will say, it's got a nice feel to it. Good, yeah, it's, it's got a nice feel to it. It's a bit heavy. It's it's a lot heavier than the, the PS4 controller is. Um, but yeah, it's got it's got a nice bit of. I think it's got a nice bit of heft to it. Feels responsive in the hand, you know. I always feel that way. Like, uh, say, for instance, if I've if I've gone from playing like on the PlayStation Four controller, and then mm. I'll go and I I might play the Switch or something like that. Yeah. I've got the Switch in my hands. Like how heavy yeah. it is. Oh yeah, the Switch is like a bit of a beast, isn't it? You feel the heft, don't you? Because yeah, it's an entire the heft, console. The girth. <laughs> the girth. <laughs> the girth. <laughs> the girth of the Switch. But but yeah, it's it's, it's quite cool. Um, and it works also with with Steam as well. Obviously, it works built in with Steam, which is nice. So you can literally use it uh, with no problems. Um, the only thing is you won't get some of the kind of unique features of the controller on certain games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is actually a thing you can do. Uh, the new Metro game that came out a little while ago, I can't remember the name of it at all, but they actually added an update which solely added PS5 controller support and actually added the features from the PS5 controller. So they worked on PC. So it can be done. Um, it's just very hit and miss on, I guess, what games will include that. Um, and to be honest, the only real features you're missing out on is, uh, I think, motion that's still in the controller and the the adaptive trigger thing, which is kind yeah. of interesting. So for people who don't know, uh, the, the controller has like these adaptive triggers where with certain games, uh, you will have more or like less resistance on the triggers when yeah. you when you kind of do certain actions. So so like pulling the trigger of the gun, you'll feel like like resistance in the trigger, like you would have like a real gun, I imagine, right? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bit more realistic, and it's got kind of like haptic feedback as well. So you feel like you kind of feel it in your fingers when you like pull the trigger back and stuff. Mm. It's kind of cool. I've not tried it myself, but it, it looks kind of interesting, ergonomic and innovative. I- innovative indeed. Yeah, I mean, I will say controllers nowadays are way too expensive for what they're worth. Yeah, but but the you know the developers keep on chucking more shit into them, right? Like so yeah. much stuff. There's so much tech in this controller now. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, it's got the fucking light bars back again as well. But to be fair, I do quite like the light bar. I will admit, um, you're a sucker for the light bar. Aren't I like, you? I like the light bar. I always liked the light bar on the PS4. I thought it was really cool, and and they've got it on the PS5 controller as well. But it's a bit more, I think it's a bit more classy because it sort of goes around like the edge of the touchpad. Now it's like a bit of a like a neon strip almost. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so they have kind of changed because the touchpad's obviously back as well, um, which I think was was quite a good feature actually of the PS4 controller, the touchpad. Yeah. It was another one, I think, of the weird kind of Sony-isms like they did with the, the Vita, PS Vita, where they kind of just slapped fucking touchpads all over the thing. Like, it's got a touchscreen, it's got a touchpad at the back. Why? It just fucking does. <laughs> you know? It didn't really add much to it, but I think the, the actual touchpad on the PS4 controller was kind of good, because, you know, some games made use of it quite well. You could, like, scroll your finger across it and move the map. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed used that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's... 
it's quite a gimmicky feature, really, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's a gimmick, yeah, for but sure. It's that's the kind of thing that we as consumers really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just something a little bit extra, you know. It's like the light bar games that use the light bar always were quite cool. I liked that if they integrated it somehow into the game. General rule of thumb: if it's got bright lights or if it's shiny, we're probably going to like it. RGB keyboards, man. RGB yeah. keyboards. <laughs> Give me that sweet, sweet RGB. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what do we want to go on to, to next from this this collection uh, of games? There's there's a lot of games that look really similar to me here. So um, I think we've covered the JRPGs now. To be fair, I don't think we yeah, need to like dive into those again. Uh, how about just... the how about the the, the Cowabunga collection? Oh my god! Like. <laughs> Okay, so they're doing a, oh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection, which is a collection of 13 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games from the 8-bit and 16-bit consoles, um, from handheld games to arcade classics. And my first my first question, right, I sat there, I watched the, watched the entire trailer, took a sip of my beer, and I sat back and I went, why though? <laughs> who's, who's asking for this? Why? 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 Do you know what makes me even more fucking sad, yeah? This is what Konami are doing nowadays, man. This is Konami's game. I just... For, what for me, I'm sat, here, I'm sat here thinking, like, they haven't remastered anything. They haven't changed anything. All that is, is like Xbox Arcade, but just they, like, with, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games and i'm just it's like a, it's a collection it's like it's like the old um the old like 50 game collections you used to get back in the day isn't it with like contra, yeah but contra like, and stuff on it d- d- like but on a playstation 5 like why <laughs> it's it's definitely fucking i mean there's always a demand right for these games there's always a demand for classic arcade games and stuff like that right um but mm, i don't know it just seems very weird doesn't it this collection i won't lie yeah i won't lie the um the the soundtrack in this trailer is fucking fire. Yeah. I will admit that sounds great. It's like proper I, you know, I, I, mean, I, I like the, um, I, I've played a lot of the ones from like the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis era. Yeah. And uh, they, they were great games. They, they were, they were great, but like, just get them on a fucking emulator. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think this is like primarily right. The type of, we've got to think the type of consumer that will buy this is probably someone who is not into PC gaming at all. Maybe doesn't even, you know, care too much for pcs uh, and also doesn't understand emulation or emulators basically me stuck in the past right that, it's just, 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 yeah. just me at this point yeah I, I, but that's not a bad thing but if someone wants to have that on the thing that's totally cool but yeah i mean ultimately i don't know yeah, I, I still I, think I, um... I still think konami have a lot of nerve <laughs> bringing bringing this to our attention because and... fuck me man please do so with silent hill i beg you i beg you konami <laughs> Like, I'm on my knees. If they'd, done, if they'd have done this, like turtles, like maybe, maybe if they'd have done like a, um, I don't know, like if they'd have given it a, a new lick of paint, you know, modernized it somewhat, I, yeah. I could have sort of understood it. Like, okay, cool, that's awesome. Like 13, 13 old games brought into the next generation with some, you know, like two point five D graphics or something like that, right? Yeah. That would have been that have been pretty cool. Mm. But the fact that it's just a port of the original games in their exact same condition for the new console, I was just like, yeah. Okay, but like, are you expecting me to pay money for this? Like, I, I will kind of. <laughs> you bring me this. You come in here and disrespect me. <laughs> you're doing your best, like Godfather impression in regards yeah. to this. You saw me no respect. Kanawi, brought this forward, and you're just like, what are you doing? Um, I, they, they, just, they have they have yeah. a history of it though because they did the Contra collection as well. They did the Castlevania collection as well. So they do have a history of it. I just think it's I just think it's 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 so strange. Like the, I don't know the whole Konami thing is just. 
it's just kind of beyond me. I don't really get it. Like I, they're, they're definitely going an interesting direction with their yeah their yeah. kind of game development you, strategy. You, you always wonder, like you know, like these are these are like you know development hours that you could be putting into something else. Yeah, it's when you're just, looking at it on paper, you're just like, well, okay, you're like this is cool and everything, and sure, you might make just a little bit of money out of it, and people that will you know go and buy it and whatever. But this is a this is relatively low rent compared to the hours that you could have spent putting into something that's actually going to make money. Yeah, and it's just actually want to uh, yeah, it, I, know? I think it's quite hard, right? It's, it's very easy to be if you're a Konami fan anyway, right? To be um, a bit bit deflated maybe from this if you like the retro games and it's perfect for you this is incredible right? See, I'm, a, I'm not even that physical... bent out of shape about silent hill because i just enjoy I'm, the ones I'm, that i've I'm got bent. Now. i'm bent out of shape hard you know i'm like... so bent out of shape yeah i'm like a pretzel mate that's yeah. how that's how fucked <laughs> i am about not getting a silent hill game mate <laughs> not getting yeah, a new silent like, hill game understandable mate you know mm. and it's like you, like it, there comes a point where you've just got to let it go I've, I've, it's, mate, it's honest, gonna eat you up man I, I, honestly up. i've 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 shed many tears, mate, for PT. Many, many tears, as I've oh, said yeah, on this yeah. podcast numerous times, right? And and I probably will never stop saying. It's until the best we game get that was never made, mate. It, it was. It is the best game that was never made. And oh, I don't know, man. I just feel like this is cool, Konami, and I appreciate the retro collections. I appreciate what you're doing to keep retro games, you know, still accessible. Um, but fuck, man, just, just sell Silent Hill, sell the rights away, do it, sell it to someone, or or prove their games of development. Because, like I said, there is still that rumor that's floating around that they have two. Two Silent Hill projects in development, but Man, I, I mean, I've I've heard that fucking where I've heard that rumor since PT <laughs> where? was originally cancelled. Yeah, where is these? Where is this rumor? Where are these games? Show me these I, games. I just a lot of it is just I, I'd imagine it's fa- fans that are very disgruntled like you that or are just like it's like the Kojima thing, right? Yeah, up, you know? yeah, the Kojima rumor that happened where they said that Sony was going to buy the rights to it and give it to Kojima, or Sony was just going to buy the rights to it and give it to a one of their first party studios it was obviously fake, wasn't real, and it was like. Mm, that was hope. That was like you know clinging to hope, right? That we needed, yeah. we needed something like this. I it's mean, it's cruel. It's cruel. I will really. say, at a base level, I guess it's nice that Cap- Konami are still doing something, <laughs> and they've not completely faded away into total obscurity, right? Um, they are I mean, doing this, something. This, this is this is like hanging on by the fingernails. Even though this is obscure, like... because obviously we've had Contra, which is, you know, a very popular, very famous game series. We've had Castlevania, very popular, very important game Castlevania, series. Castlevania, you can kind um, of understand though, right? Because, I mean, we've had like the resurgence because there was obviously yeah, the, like the, Netflix the, the, show the animated is, series yeah. on Netflix. The Netflix and... show has definitely brought back love for Castlevania, right? So it makes sense to do yeah. that. Contra has obviously got a lot of history. Hard as fuck game as well, might I might Yes, add. very much um, so. Contra is a fucking punishing game. So it's cool to see them doing it. But I don't know, like, Tears Written in Turtle Games, that's such like a niche thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it, that's it such is, a niche like, thing. It, it is. How and... many how many uh, fans have we still got out there for Ninja Turtles? I don't know. I like Ninja Turtles. Don't get me wrong, but I've never been a huge fan of them. Like a massive fan. No, I won't uh, lie. I'll, I'll again, go on record like, and say that. Even the ones of this list that I have played, you know, it was it was kind of a very throwaway arcade experience because that's what you know what it was. It's, it's an arcade game, right? The fighting one looks kind of good, I will say, but. But but then you know like when you've got like alternatives like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, you know stuff like that. It's it's you kind of like well. I mean, I'd just go and play those instead. Right? What I'd like to see Capcom put out, mate. I'd like them to see them whack out a Marvel vs. Capcom version of this with all the old Marvel vs. Capcom games. Yeah. That'd be fucking really nice if you did that. Yeah. The full collection, so it's got the roster of every character from mm. every game, mm. right? Mm. That'd be really cool. Yeah, and even just the OG cool. ones, like Marvel vs. Capcom 1, because it's hard to play those games nowadays. Emulation, obviously, but on a modern console would be really cool. Yeah, but, you know, again, they, they obviously don't have the spare hours like Konami do. 
Uh, I mean, because they're, they're, they're busy making yeah, other games, you yeah. know, like and, current and, games. And with that, with that bombshell, it's time to roll into Exo Primal. Ex- <laughs> Exo Primal, baby. Capcom, I've got a new game. And no, it's not Dino Crisis. It's it's Dino Crisis Light. <laughs> it's it, uh, yeah. World War Z meets Mechs and Dinos. Dinos, so. yeah. I, it's it is a bit of a head fuck, to be fair, watching the trailer. Um, there's I mean, a lot going on here. There's there's a giant like electrical butthole that opens up in the sky. Velociraptors fall out of it, and you play as exosuit wearing soldiers, and you kill them. Disintre- it's interesting. Um, yeah, the world has ended, and dinosaurs are have come back from a portal, <laughs> and <laughs> and and you are charged with removing said dinosaurs in your exosuits with extreme prejudice. Ext- I mean, extreme prejudice. Right, they are they are fucking these dinosaurs up in this trailer. Like, yeah, uh, from, from what shit. I could gather, there's there, it looks like there's four different classes as well. So there's four different types of like exosuits. The, the, there's like the main kind of like gunner one, which is pretty standard for most games. You've got like this big tanky shield boy that looks like a big gorilla with a fucking shield. Um, kind of cool. Uh, a melee kind of light, quick skirmisher mm. build. Mm. And then there's like this support one that is obviously like the medic, right? Of the, of, the, of the squad so i mean it's it, this is i mean this is this kind of concept has been done many 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 times oh where yeah it's kind of like the, the four-player co-op against the horde um yeah i mean it is it's just world war z with, with dinosaurs to be honest like the gameplay don't look bad it don't look bad no no it, it's, it, it's it a bit out of clean. the bit left field isn't it, from capcom yeah and um i i just why are they smoking? <laughs> <laughs> this has been an interesting in- And can I have so some? Far, right. So, <laughs> so you're actually quite right. So here's some of the comments from the video. I just want to read some of these out. Uh, so the top one, uh, I keep saying to myself, this is obviously not Dino Crisis throughout the entire trailer. The second one, I wish it was a Dino Crisis horror remake. This feels like a futuristic World War Z, <laughs> but zombies are replaced with dinosaurs. Yeah. Me when the trailer started. Please be down a crisis. Please be down a crisis. Me halfway through this trailer. Please don't be down a crisis. Please don't be down a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, for anyone who doesn't know, I think, I don't know, I think we have we touched on down a crisis before on the no. show. I think, I don't know if we dropped maybe a little comment about it that one time when we were talking about like obscure Resident Evil things. Yeah. I, um, I mean, Dino Crisis is, it's the, the, the spiritual. Uh, relative of Resident Evil, right? Twice it's removed cool. cousin. Yeah, and it's just instead of zombies, you, you, you got dinosaurs. Um, still got the same kind of like survival horror feel and and blah 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 blah. Like we've 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 been through it a hundred million of times. Course. But yeah, people are like because very recently I've actually seen like a like a fan made um, like Dino Crisis like gameplay really? thing. Where they've used like the Resident Evil Two style graphics and stuff like that. Oh, know, that's kind of cool, though. And they've and they've actually made like dinosaurs and stuff. I saw a couple of screenshots of it. Yeah. Um, on the on the on the Tinter web. On the Tinter. <laughs> the Tinter um, Yeah, like I, I, I've always felt like Dino Crisis is one of those ones. It it was kind of it's always lived in the shadow of Resident Evil, and there are people that really love it. Like there are some real hardcore diehard fans for it. Um, but it has always, sadly, it's it's always been that 
less successful franchise to Resident Evil. It's mm. always played second fiddle. So mm. it's kind of always sat in the background and not really gone anywhere. Um, I think it would be it would be cool. Um, Capcom obviously have dinosaurs on the mind now, right? So depending on how well the fans respond to this, it might be possibly a, a segue into bringing Dino Crisis back. But I mean... Dinosaurs haven't really been that popular for a Relevant. while. I don't know, <laughs> feel, right? It definitely has a fell-off concept, right? Obviously, we've had a bit of resurgence with the old um, Jurassic Park films that have come out recently, right? Yeah, I mean, like um, OG, like like the OG Jurassic Park films when they were out from sort of like the uh, you know, like, like through the nineties into mm. the early noughties. Like dinosaurs were kind of big back then, but peak, I feel like as I've gotten dinosaurs. older, like people have given less of a shit about dinosaurs, right? Yeah, as a whole, there um, seems to be quite a lot of. Um, there's quite a lot of love in the comments for the OG Dino Crisis here. I mean, I won't lie to you. Yeah, I would. Um, I would kind of like to see a horror Dino Crisis. That could be interesting, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. the, the thing is, if, yeah. they, if they gave it the same love and attention that they gave the Resident Evil Two remake, mm. there's no reason why it, c- it couldn't be a brilliant game. That, that could um, be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's I, definitely I mean, an interesting, uh, like you said, definitely an interesting put out from Capcom, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's something. <sighs> Capcom of uh, they, they got they got some some fingers in some mad pies right now. They? <laughs> They're doing you know? some madness, yeah. Uh, also, the, flexing the RE engine again, I imagine. Oh, of course. I don't like, know if always... it's, I don't know if it says in the uh, I don't think it does say in the trailer what engine it used. It does, but... We'll double check. I mean, we? if it's Capcom, I imagine potentially something. Oh, mm, oh, hold up. Yeah, it does use the RE engine. Yeah, it does use the yes, RE it engine. Is, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. So that's nice. Nice to see some more RE engine love. Uh, and once again, you know, just just. I keep on saying this about the RE engine, right? Capcom are showing off all the different aspects of this engine. You know, it's done Boss Hunter now. It's done Resident Evil. It's done Devil May Cry. It's it's going to do the new Street Fighter game. It's doing Dino Crisis. It's not Dino Crisis, right? <laughs> Capcom are flexing the engine. You know, flexing the engine, which is nice to see. I like I like it. They're they're continuing on the use of this engine. Yeah, and, and you know, I think it's quite refreshing that. It isn't their focus. Isn't just Resident Evil as well. Mm. I think mm. it's nice that they're doing other things. Oh yeah, that totally. That it's not just all about Resident Evil. Yeah. Um. It's it's nice to see that they've got they've 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 got their eye on on other other markets and they're looking they're looking to to branch out and do other things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's quite refreshing. It uh, is to nice see. to see. It's definitely nice to see for sure. Um. And also Capcom, like you said, are in a good position, right? They've they've obviously got you know quite a lot of uh they've earned quite a lot of money off the Resident Evil remakes. That's done very well for them. Um, yeah, like Monster Hunter's I mean, they, done very well as well for them. Yeah, they, they've you know? they've um, they've done a good job of kind of like like you say flexing the the engine and uh, kind of using their more well established um, kind of series to do so, diversifying that portfolio, right? Exactly, and now and now they now they're at the point where they're ready to expand that portfolio mm. and boom, try dinos- out dinosaurs. New- yeah, some new concepts, which I think is really good. Because, mm. yeah, like we've seen Resident Evil, we've seen Devil May Cry. Uh, Street Fighter is going to be included to that list soon as mm. well, right? As we mentioned in the oh, last Oh, true, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's really good to see that they are they are looking to to expand. You know, and it's just having other other things on the, you know, in the works at the same time is not a bad thing because it no. means that you're going to expand on the target audience that you're appealing to, mm. right? Because not everybody's going to want to play 
super tense survival horror. Sometimes they want a hack and slash, or they want a co-op game where they can kill hordes of enemies together. You yeah, know, and yeah. it's it's it's, they, it's clever. They, they it's have really good. they have definitely definitely tapped into that market, right? And they've they they do have a game for every occasion. I think Capcom do now. To be honest, they've got pretty much they've got yeah. hack and slash. They've got survival horror. They've got fighters. They've got uh, RPGs. Uh, yeah, they give co-op games now with this. They've got a real mixed bag, haven't they? Of games genres as well. They they cover a lot of avenues. Um, yeah, the the only thing I haven't really seen them um, kind of thoroughly establish establish themselves with is like a like a, a proper like dedicated uh, real time strategy game. That'd be an interesting move, wouldn't it? Imagine that. I mean, yeah, like uh, Resident <laughs> Evil strategy game. Wow, I mean, go now, now! You now you're just teasing me. That <laughs> your your two loves join together. That'd be kind of cool, actually. It'd That'd be, be an really interesting good. take, wouldn't it? Just yeah. how that would work, you know. You could have like umbrellas, like a faction, have like factions in the game, you know. I mean, you know, to be honest, right? That it, it wouldn't be too much of a far stretch, you know. You could do a kind of, uh, you know, like they did in Operation Raccoon City, where you've got like the U.S. government forces and the U.S.S. Yeah. fighting, and then you've got the, the monsters in the middle. You could yeah. do that, couldn't you? you know? Totally, yeah. Maybe, 100%. maybe kind of like XCOM style. Yeah, um, yeah. Where you've got your squads moving through, and you've got to battle each other out, and then you've also got mm. the bio weapons in the middle, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 certainly interesting for sure. Def- definitely a um a uh, an interesting move from Capcom. I'm, I know, I'd look forward to see how it goes. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get the it. Limit, mate. Um, the limit. Unless it comes out on PC as well, but an interesting take for sure. Um, moving into something else that's a little bit bizarre. Another bizarre game. Uh, Gigabash, did you see that one? Gigabash, I did not see that one. So Gigabash um, is weird as fuck. It's basically like War of the Monsters. You ever play War of the Monsters back in the day? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. War of the Monsters is a cracking game, by the way. That was such a good PS2 game. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Like all old school PS2 games, it, I, oh no, I actually reviewed quite well. Holy fuck, IGN gave it an 8.9 out at the end of the day. Yes, my man. Like uh, validation. <laughs> just, just looking at the, um, just looking at the, uh, the trailer for it now, Gigabash. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of. You remember um, Power Rangers Time Force for PlayStation One? I do remember that. Yes. Remember the boss fights at the end of every mission where you where you jump into the, yeah. the giant the, megazord. The big megazord. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just reminds me of that where you're traipsing through like the cityscapes and stuff like that, and you're yeah. like smashing down buildings. It. it just reminds me of that. Yeah, man. <laughs> so like, ah. Oh, oh. War of Monsters was such a good PS2 game, right? And so underrated. I'm going to send you this ridiculously long link here because it's just a Google search. Um, like, this game, holy shit, this game was so big back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a picture of all the monsters here. Oh, my God, the nostalgia. It was basically like a knockoff kind of MonsterVerse Godzilla-like game yeah. um, with kind of nondescript kind of monsters. Like, there was obviously a King Kong, but his name was like Kongar, and it was like a big robot. It was like a big, obviously, Godzilla, but he wasn't called Godzilla. Um, really interesting kind of monster design, and this was a sick game, and it just never really did. They never really did anything else with it. It had like one game. It might have had like a sequel that probably kind of flopped. One of those weird PS2 like sequel games. Um, but this, when I saw this trailer, I was like, man, this is probably the closest you're going to get to like War of Monsters, modern War yeah. of Monsters. Um, which is kind of cool because <laughs> yeah, big monster fighting game. It looks kind of fun. Like a it looks like a really good party game to be fair. Yeah, almost like Smash. Actually, it's got a bit of like Smash, uh, Smash Bros. Yeah. elements into it. Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But big, big monster fighting. Um, yeah, I didn't say too much about it because it is a bit kind of confusing, and the trailer is quite don't really show too much off. Um, it's only like a thirty second trailer, um, but it looks kind of fun. 
I definitely think this could be a good party game for sure. Big monsters fighting yeah. each other, cool stylized artwork. I rate it. Yeah, very much so. Mm. Shall we quickly rock it through via the rest of the games on this list, my man, so we can dive into something a little bit more juicy? Yes, definitely. Uh, so uh, everything else on the list, we have uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. That's like a uh, Final Fantasy extra thing. Yeah, uh, we got Gundam Evolution, which looks kind of cool. That reminds mm. me a little bit of a combination of the Transformers Cybertron games. Oh, it does actually, yeah. I see that, for sure. With a little bit of like Doom slash Quake multiplayer. Uh, it's also free to play uh, as well, which is kind of cool. It's also free to play, following suit with games like Fortnite and Halo Infinite. Mm. Uh, what else have we got? We got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Also JoJo! I will say and, a little uh, bit about JoJo quickly. Fantastic anime. One of my favorite animes. And I'm so glad this game is getting a HD remaster. Uh, and I'm so glad it's going to be on PC as well. Woo! Amazing. Um, never seen it. <laughs> Didn't know what it was. It looks like it looked to me like a Street Fighter or like like a Dragon Ball Z style fighting game. Yeah, man. JoJo is such a good, such a good anime. I'm gonna send and, you um, some links there. I, I mean, after I watched it, I had to check my tea to make sure I hadn't drugged myself. Um, <laughs> Honestly, like the anime, you're watching JoJo the anime, it's sort of like being on acid. To be fair. Yeah, um, yeah, like the entire. I mean, there's a reason why it's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, right? Because it is just bizarre. But honestly, it's one of the best animes I've ever seen. It's really cool to see that uh, it's going to get a new modern game because there has been some modern JoJo games recently. But like I, I keep saying, they've been released in the East, never come out in the West. So it's very cool to see this game, an actual JoJo game, coming out in the West for once. Very, very cool. Hmm. Uh. Elsewhere on the list, we've got Forspoken. Uh, this one looks kind of wild and crazy. Again, another Square Enix one, Fantasy Universe. Um, looks like a female protagonist one, and it looks like she's badass. Another, she's another like uh, non-turn-based RPG as well. Yeah, um, and we had Trick to Yomi, which was kind of an interesting one, mm, side-scrolling, yeah. uh, kind of. Uh, a little, little bit of interesting combat in there, samurai style. It does remind me of that new game that came out, the martial arts one called, is it called Shifu, I think it's called? Okay. Um, it looks sort of like that, but instead of martial arts, it's more like samurai based with swords. Like the combat looks very similar. It's very free flowing and, and there's a kind of a lot to it. Um, it's also got a very uh, old retro feel as well because the trailer is completely in black and white. Complete, complete grayscale, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It reminds me of those old Japanese films. Uh, I think it's the Kurosawa films. I think that's the the name of the director, I, I can't yeah, really remember. Yeah, it make, makes um, sense as well, right? Because yeah. that's where uh, Tarantino took a lot of inspir- inspiration from as well, right? Yes, yeah. The, the, his, and, um, his films, very inspirational. Obviously, um, as soon as I saw the grayscale, I was like, oh man, this this feels like Tarantino. So, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Obviously, like the uh, Ghost of Tsushima, when that came out, had a mode that was dedicated to him as well, the Kurosawa mode, which is even called that, which is kind of cool. So it's very cool to see this game. It definitely is, is taking influence on that. Um and it's also a Devolver Digital published game as well. And I say this every time. Devolver Digital, man, they publish the best games, honestly. They publish some absolutely fire games. So it's very cool to see them uh, publishing this one. Yep. Um, also and- very good for indie devs as well. They're, they're really kind of solid people. They yeah. really, really support indie devs, which is nice to see. Yeah, some some bespoke indie dev games are really stunning. Like they, they can. It's, it's surprising what only a few folks can do. Oh, completely, yeah. Uh, finally, uh, there was a another DLC uh, or, or a DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla as well. I didn't even see that one actually. It was a fa- yeah, it was a fantasy expansion for it oh. uh, called Dawn of Ragnarok. That's kind of cool. Um, pff, yeah, so we love mythology. So 
Tell it, it's telling the story of Odie, uh, Odie, Odin, Odie. Loki, <laughs> Odie. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's focused more on the kind of like the more fantastical, uh, like Viking mythology elements of mm. the, the franchise. Which is so, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, that is so. your, your roundup for the very strange off the cuff, uh, state of play. Cause I actually didn't realize this, well, I did realize it was happening, but totally forgot about it. Um, and kind of just pieced it together the next day. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot there was a Sony event on. <laughs> content, yeah. content, let's go, boys. <laughs> Love a bit of content. Love content. But pivoting away from games and actually to some television and some films. Yes. So I think we should start with the um, with the Batman. Yes, first. the Batman. Boom, boom, boom. So. Um, Vengeance. I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this, I have to say. Um, I still think that the, the Dark Knight trilogy... Uh, still holds the top spot for me. Christian for Bale's great, isn't he? Like, you know, Bale's Batman was really good. He was really uh, good right? His villains were great as well, right? Villains you know, were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we're always going to talk about you know Heath Ledger's performance as a Joker, right? Yeah, Tom Hardy's Bane. Uh, Killian Murphy as um, mm. Scarecrow. Oh, and you've yeah. got uh, Tom Hardy as Bane. Tom Hardy as Bane, right? Like, great performances. <laughs> yeah, Bane you know, was all fantastic performances. So so good. So, uh, but I, I, I do think that this this holds up pretty well, um, and I think that this one holds its own, and it and it definitely has its place mm, it, it definitely sure. does it, it's its own take obviously again right on on you know the iconic batman obviously there's been many batmans before right you know there'll probably be more batmans after this um but you know robert patterson's batman he does a fairly good job honestly it's it's uh it's very gritty it's quite dark isn't it very broody batman very um, much so you know very and, broody and it, batman his his bruce wayne is very subdued mm, a lot of the time mm. feels very kind of like subdued and monotone yeah, yeah. Um, it, it leads but, very heavily on the batman right as well because obviously like does. the christian bale films i feel like they were the bruce lane bruce wayne sections were kind of kind of normal weren't they um and it was sort of a, i don't know it was hard to explain like there was a, a, a divide between batman uh, and bruce wayne but whereas in this film the rock patterson version uh it kind of they kind of see like bruce wayne is more of like an issue don't they like, Br- like Bruce being Wayne Bruce is, Wayne is a chore. Yeah, you know? it's actually like a, a like a barrier to stop him from doing yeah. what he does best, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Like um, he is more himself when he plays he's Batman, you know, than yeah, he is Bruce and, Wayne. And, and you get way more screen time with him as Batman than you do as Bruce Wayne. Oh, tons, he's, yeah, he's Bruce, yeah. Bruce Wayne for maybe like maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, honestly, not even long at all, is he? Um it's mostly just him as Batman. Yeah. Um and, and it's really good. And when he when he is when he's in the suit, when he's suited up. He passes off this real kind of like quiet menace mm. kind of feel to it. Like he, is, really, he is vengeance, mate. He is vengeance. Honestly, it, I, I, you know, not bad, not bad considering. I, I mean, I, I, when when I when I heard about the casting decision, I was ready to shit on it. Right? I wasn't. So I, was like, I actually no, I agree oh, with you, dude. I wasn't the, the pleased. Lad, I um, I yeah, wasn't the, I wasn't the lad from Twilight. I was like, nah, yeah. man, that's not that's not going to work. But I was really pleasantly yeah, surprised. Yeah, he has Rob Patterson has done some good films. He has done some, some interesting stuff like, uh, it was The Lighthouse, that film. He did that. That was quite good. Okay. Um, that was more like a psychological thriller type film. Very decent in that. Um, so he, he's definitely got the skill, but I feel like, yeah, a lot of people will tarnish him with the Twilight films, right? Yeah. And, and he is a he is an absolute um, epitome of um, how bad typecasting can be, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent, yeah. Because um, that that that, uh, that Twilight franchise ruined him as a, you know, as as a as a credible actor. I think for quite some time. I think it definitely took, in, took in time my eyes, to bring him back I, up. I would say, um, but bring him back up into like the spotlight, the public spotlight, right? Yeah. Um, for a big, big 
blockbuster film like this. Uh, but he plays the role very, very well. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see this, that, that DC are kind of starting to find their feet again, which is really nice to see. Um, and honestly, I think they should have done this so many, so many years ago, right? They need to keep doing these very character-driven, character kind of study films. Yeah. Yeah, because this this kind of exudes the same kind of aura that the Joker film did for me. Definitely. Is that it yeah. is very heavily, first and foremost, a character study film, you know, a study of the character. It's yeah. for Joker, the Batman, right? This is a lot about the Batman, a lot about... Robert Patterson taking his take on the Batman, his take on the Dark Knight, yeah? It's an interesting kind of change. And I think it's something that DC should have done for years, right? Because it, it breaks my heart because there was a time where DC was doing so well and then all of a sudden they decided they have to be Marvel, you know? Yeah, they felt they felt the pressure to step yeah. up and try and keep pace. And, and, and create this big interconnected yeah. cinematic world, right, that Marvel had spent years doing, years producing, years making, right? linking everything together intrinsically, yeah? Marvel had that set up, and DC tried to rush and tried to do that themselves when they brought Justice League out, all that kind of business, right? Everything just felt fucking rushed, didn't it? Yeah, you know? like, I, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed the first Wonder Woman film. Not bad, um, yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I, I never even bothered watching the second one. Exactly. Um, I don't really care about Superman, although that being said, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill. definitely made Superman palatable for me. Shout out Henry Cavill man- as well. Going yeah. To uh, Warhammer World the, recently. Because yeah, the, uh, the, the Man of Steel film was actually, it was all right. It was good, actually, yeah. I, I think uh, Henry Cavill as, plays as well. As Superman really films well. go, yeah, like, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge Superman fan either because I've never liked the character at all, right? Because he is just the epitome of the ultra superhero, can do, yeah. can do everything. And has like one weakness. Me. He's yeah. better as a bad guy, you know. When you know mm. when he goes when he goes rogue and he goes bad, like yeah, that's like, probably like the, Superman uh, at his best. The the Injustice games do that really well. The storyline yes. of the Injustice games and the Injustice comic series as well, because there's a full comic series based off of it. Um, where Batman, where sorry, Superman is actually a villain, which kind of interesting. I like it a lot. Yeah, and, and that makes him because because he's virtually unkillable. He, he makes yeah. a really good bad guy. Yeah, as a hero, he's just you know he does everything, doesn't he? Like he does literally everything. Yeah. Boring. It's just boring. It's there's no, there's no threat, is there? No, you know? not at all. And it's, and it's like you think is, is, um, you, you think all of his enemies would just make everything kryptonite based. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just everyone's got kryptonite guns, bro. Kryptonite bullets. Everything's kryptonite, right? Exactly. Like he'd, he'd be, he'd be pretty fucked. Yeah, wouldn't he? It's, I don't know. Yeah, Jason Momoa is actually, he's, I quite like his Aquaman. He's not too bad, but still, still, it was kind of, I feel like they kind of Shanghai it in just to be like, we can do the Justice League film now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, right. and that's the thing. Like a lot of this, it's no reflection on the actors that are playing. The no, characters, no, no, no. It's the characters. The, the best with what the, they've got. Yeah, right? It's the writing. It's the characters. Right. It's what they they're given. You know, like we said when we debated the fucking Resident Evil movie recently. Right. <laughs> Terrible fucking film. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can't really fault the actors for it. Right. They're given the scripts. They got to make do with it. Right. You, you know can even I mean? draw a closer comparison. You know, if you go back, if you go back to like the um, the uh, post Burton. Mm. Um, Batman films, Ooh, yes, you know, forever, yes. and uh, Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, and just the oh man, the st- you know the story and the character and the writing, it, it, they they those films are a hot mess. Mm, the Burton right? ones are a fucking head trip as well, man. The, Bur- the Burton ones are superb, like, and, and I and I will I will die on a hill for the for the Tim Burton films. <laughs> They're great, but they are quite trippy, aren't they? Yeah, because they're the, very like, acidy. His vision very of campy. Gotham, yeah. his vision of Gotham is fantastic. I love it. It's cool, isn't it? And it, and we still, I, I think we've still yet to to have a better Gotham than the one that we got from the. I films. I quite liked for Gotham in this film though as well. To be but fair, but yes, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I think this this is a, a close second for Gotham because, like, you look at the the Dark Knight trilogy and Gotham is based, it's just New York City. It's just New York City, it? yeah. That's it. Like there was nothing yeah. special yeah. about that one. This one feels dark. Feels, it feels alive. Yeah. 
it feels like feels you are dream. in the armpit of the universe. It feels very, very dark and depressing and, and it's grim. It's always and, raining. Yeah, the rain is... Oh, oh yeah. They, there's some really nice shots with shadows in this film as well. Like, they use yes. shadows really well in the cinematography. There's some very big kind of shadowy moments in there which look great. And I, they really lent to that, didn't they? Because Gotham was meant to be this dark kind of foreboding city, like a dark New York, isn't it? Like a negative New York almost. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like there's, dark New York. There's, there's never a happy day in Gotham. No, not and, really. And, there, and there's a reason for that because mm. it's always raining. It's always miserable. There's Crime is at an all-time high. Exactly, you know? it's, right. It's just... Oh. It, they, the, the tone is set wonderfully for this film. And I think they... they they've, Everything else aside, the environment and the and the, the the actual the tone of the film was set perfectly for Gotham. Oh yeah, the storytelling, environmental storytelling was fantastic. Um, I will say as well, uh, not just Rob Patterson, but the other guys in there were really good as well. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle was really good. I liked yes, that woman. Yeah, she was really decent. Um, James Gordon, Jeffrey Wright played a fucking great James Gordon as well. Oh, he's brilliant. I really he? liked his James Gordon. He's really superb. liked his James Gordon. Um, also, really like the Riddler as well. I thought the Riddler was the Riddler really was something else, man. Paul Dano, he did a good job of playing the Riddler. You, you, you think you think with that, right? With with the, the the kind of that, and again, we'll we'll draw a comparison to Batman Forever with Jim Carrey's mm, Riddler, right? Very different Riddler, though. That was that's one of the most like divisive characters ever, mm. right? Mm. Because there are some people that absolutely loved his goofy, wacky, him just being Jim Carrey. Yeah, exactly. And then, but it, and then others absolutely hated it and found it, you know, really. Like taxing to watch. I mean, Riddler is a very, um, he's a very eccentric supervillain, right? And there's so he's many eccentric. I mean, but... ju- just like every kind of Batman villain, right? It's been played by another person. Yeah, the Riddler has been played very differently by very different people. Yes, you know? exactly. And and this one, I think, is it's the it's the the scariest one I've I've seen. It's very. It's because it's. I think it's very real, right? It's very raw and very real. Yeah, um, I mean, like he's you know. got that real kind of like serial killer, like oh, you know, yeah. like a Zodiac killer kind yeah, of extremely feel to Zodiac it, right? killer feel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the mask, the whole mask setup he's got in the film, that's like um, that's proper Zodiacy. It's very kind of weird, isn't it? Like it's very. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, like I said, it's very real because it's very a very creepy because it feels very real. Like there's obviously a big use in the film of like kind of live streaming, isn't there as well? sections where yeah. the riddler like live streams himself like with people that he's kind of kidnapped and he's using for his riddles it's like that's kind of creepy right because that's like a modern thing isn't it like it's live, like, yeah, it, live it, streaming like, is a modern concept <laughs> you know it's like fantasy but it's it's in a real life application mm, right mm. real it's, world it's, application they've inserted that into the film um and yeah i think he played the role really well actually a very it's definitely a modern riddler very very cool yeah Definitely, Very you know, and, and, and way back when when I saw the trailers originally as well, when I saw like the the taped up heads and stuff like that, I I originally thought it was going to be Hush. Oh yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, going to yeah. be. I, I thought Hush well. was going to be the bad guy yeah. because uh, because obviously, you know, if you know anything about Hush, he's Bruce Wayne's childhood friend and he's like a world class surgeon. Yeah, um, and he basically takes people's faces off and wears them. Man, I, I love the I love the villains in D, in Batman, especially DC and Batman as well. Man, like, oh, man. they're I, always yeah. so good because not. They don't, you know. I think it proves right that not all of the Batman villains have to be kind of crazy super people, right? Obviously, there is some super people, but there's also just some absolutely crazy fuckers. Victor right? Zars is the yeah. best for, is the best example of that because he is just an absolute psychopathic murderer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He that's is. all it is, right? It doesn't have to be like this crazy doomsday character, right? Like the yeah. is in DC is in a lot of us. Yeah, super you don't comics. need a Thanos yeah. to make a good story, no, do you? You, you can know? have these characters like Riddler, like Joker, and that, who aren't crazy. Super, super crazy, right? They're sort of just normal crazy, but kind of exemplified in the most extreme way, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I love, I love the way that um, 
all too often at the and and I, I think what I loved about this this film in particular, the Batman, is that it it, it all comes back around to mm. it's like it, it's almost like he has inspired the there, there can be no villains without him. Oh no, no, completely not. I, and I and I love that. It, it's like every everything that the the Riddler does in the film and and whatnot. It's almost like he's giving credit to. Well, I mean, it is. It, he's giving credit to to Batman. And yeah, it's like, completely, yeah. It, it's just so it's so good, man. And, and <laughs> I I was I was really enamored by all of the villains in this as well because Riddler isn't the only villain. Um, we also get an mm. appearance from the Penguin. Yes, as we well. do. Actually, Colin Farrell, isn't it? I, I mean, like I had to double take. I yeah, didn't. I, it's I, crazy, I could not believe it? my eyes. Yeah, like that, yeah. The, the prosthetics are, are awesome. They're really good. Really, really clever. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, they've really done him up, haven't they?" So he looks good. so different, so different. I'm pretty sure I read online that he went into like a Starbucks or something with it on. Yeah, and and they didn't they didn't get it was him. That's just yeah. I, I mean, I didn't get it was it. Like, I knew he was in the film, but yeah. I I was like, "Nah, that can't that can't be him." Surely. Oh not. shit! By the way, fresh news. Eight hours ago, news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's apparently going to reprise a role in a TV series spinoff. Oh, very nice. Holy shit, that's really cool. HBO that TV cool. series spinoff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I like the sound that's, of that. That's really cool. Yeah, because um, I, I think he played the role really well. Yeah, you know, he did even play though, Penguin. Even though well. Penguin was kind of a side attraction in this, and he was kind of like a like a mid level like gangster. Well, he yeah. was like a like wasn't even like I mean, he was like a club owner and like a like yeah. maybe a capo like that kind of. Yeah, level. yeah, he was like a capo basically. So, but like it, he... it sort of had the same vibe that um uh, how they they how they put Penguin at the start of the Gotham TV series. Yes. Um, which yeah, is also, by the way, so. a TV series I think is really underrated and I really like it a lot. I, really I agree, like actually. I, I think I, I Gotham's a great series. Through. Oh, dude. I think, And also, I think, this might be controversial, yeah, but I think Gotham has given us the best Alfred we've had as well, ever. Oh, it's um, Sean Pertwee Sean Bertley, plays yeah. him, Sean Pertwee, and he plays him fucking extraordinarily well, honestly. Yeah. I think he is the best Alfred there has been. I'm just saying, Mark Cain did well right he was cool he was old alfred yeah i think yeah. slightly younger alfred yeah fucking sean perts plays him fantastically he plays, the, said, though, he plays um, him so good yeah uh we had um andy circus in this film yeah we did we did uh, good actors, right? yeah yeah not bad and um um he, he, what, he, he didn't have a lot of screen time though so no, he didn't i, I feel a lot like of screen time at all we didn't get a lot of time with alfred this no, time no no um, he didn't he didn't have a lot of screen time you know that's okay because he is because he is just like hmm. He's, he's the help, isn't he? You yeah, know, he's, he's, the help, he's there yeah, to yeah. to help out. He forwards uh, Bruce the, Wayne. the Bruce Wayne sections a bit, right? Doesn't he? You know, and the Batman, yeah, the Batman in the the manor sections. He's he's a great actor. I liked his performance, but I don't know, man. I just I fucking love Sean Pertwee as, as Al- Alfred's um, an important. He, he's Alfred. an important part of the story because he humanizes Bruce Wayne. He brings him back to the human world, right? Yeah, he does definitely, yeah. Because b- without without Alfred. He would just be lost. He would be lost in the persona of the Cape Crusader. He'd never come back to being Bruce Wayne, would he? Completely, completely, man. Um, so, the voice of reason, you know, there's and and that's it. Like Circus plays it really well. But yeah, I, I think I think I can agree with you that. Um, I, I mean, I really like Sean Pertwee as an actor. Anyway, I, I, I tell you what, I, mean, I, I think he's a fucking horrendously underrated actor. I don't he's know brilliant. why. Yeah, I don't know. He just, I, yeah, I don't know. He's just something about him. I don't know. Something about him. Just I don't. He doesn't get enough attention. I don't think. No, and, and and there are there there are a um a plethora of actors that have uh, that that should have been bigger as uh, bigger than they were. Like, I think Michael Ironside is another great example of that. Mm, mm, like mm. he's he's a superb actor, and he was never really as big as he should have been. 
Um, you know, the voice of Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell, yeah? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, like, like Michael Ironside's awesome. Fantastic. He's so, so good. But yeah, he just, he, he never, he was never quite as big as, like, he, he made it to, like, 80s bad guy level. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, never really went beyond that. And, and I think, like, he's, re- he's a really talented bloke. Yeah, Mate, yo, yo, I didn't even know that, dude. I didn't even know that. Holy shit. What? Fucking Sean Pertwee, yeah, voiced um, a character in fucking Fire Warrior. That doesn't surprise me at all. Not only that, dude, yeah. Not only fucking that, he also... He's been in Fable as well. Yeah, he also voiced um, fucking General Raddick, mate, in Killzone. So if you played yeah. Killzone 2, fantastic Killzone game, by the way, um, and Killzone 3, he, yeah. he voices uh, General Raddick in that. Who's <laughs> yeah. a really cool character, actually. One of the, one of the coolest, like, Hellgas characters in, the, in that game. Yeah, honestly, right, he's, he's, he's super mad. He was even in the Ultramarines film. You yeah, know, that yeah. really... You know, that oh, really yeah, that dodgy one. animated yeah, one. Yeah, right? that, that one there. But, um, but yeah, if you've not seen um, Gotham, I recommend going to watch Gotham because I think Gotham uh, is really kind of cool because it's a bit different, obviously, because it's a much... Bruce Wayne, obviously, is in it, but it's much younger. Uh, and because of that, a lot of the villains have very different intros uh, and are also quite younger themselves, aren't they? Um, but I think there's some fantastic portrayals of villains in that series. Uh, I liked the Riddler. In that I one actually as really well, liked the Riddler. Was, in that he was, one as well. Wasn't he a GCPD analyst? Yeah, he that? was like a, a criminologist person. Yeah, um, yeah, who ends up becoming f- crazy. Um, but he's really cool because they play him off like you get to see his descent into madness throughout the series, which is I think really cool. Like he starts out just this kind of nerdy guy who, like you said, works for the Gotham Police Department, but has a thing for riddles, right? And it doesn't really specifically kind of give him away until a little bit later, where it finally drops it. Oh my god, you know, it's the Riddler, right? Is Edward Digma. Um, it was really cool. I, yeah, I think Gotham's a really cool, cool show. That's Penguins one I think I, I, I think I'm going to go back and watch that at some point. I, I still have to watch the very final series that came out. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it, man. A lot, a lot of fun. Cause, with um, it. Yeah, because because what what I watched, I did, I did very much enjoy. It's all on um all on Netflix, I think now, or or uh, Prime Video, something like that. It's on one of them. Yeah, I remember watching it. it down and watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it because there's some. Ooh. One, one thing, one thing I will say. I think the only drawback, if if I'm if I'm going to mention any drawbacks from the Batman film, um, before we move on, yes, um, oh, three hours long. Oh, it's my a ass, long fucking film. Holy shit, my dude, ass yeah. still hurts. Yeah, I I've said this to a few friends, right? I've got mixed opinions on this because some people quite like the long films nowadays. Some people don't like quite like the long films nowadays. But there is obviously a proper push, I think, in the film industry, right? I don't obviously know the film industry very well, but from the outside, what I can see, it feels like there's a very big push nowadays for long films. Yeah, do you know? And Long I, and films totally are okay. more, more common. I'm totally okay because it's more content for for your money. It is right? more content for your money, yeah. But I mean, three hours is fucking quite long, right? But yeah, like when um, you sat there in the cinema for three hours, you know, you can't mm. really move too much. I will say it. I will say in its defence, it didn't feel like it was three hours. It didn't drag. No, I don't think it no, dragged at all. Not. Um, I think it my was actually felt it. Oh yeah, but my ass felt it for sure when I was walking around after. Yeah, holy shit. Um, there was cracking. There was cracking, mate. Where there probably shouldn't have been cracking, <laughs> which is bad and maybe indicative of my age now. But who knows? Um, but on the whole, though, it's a very good film. I definitely recommend going. People go and check it out if you can survive. Like- if you can survive the three hours, um, it's a good watch for sure. Definitely a good watch for sure. Yeah, very, very, uh, a very compelling watch. Very, mm. um, yeah, it's got that kind of murder mystery feel to it. So oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, it's very. And they, it's they very definitely lean more into the detective. Yeah, they, they, they lean into the detective yeah. side it's, more it's than the less, crime fighting. Yeah, yeah. It's less the action. Um, and also one more thing, actually, I will say, um, I quite liked the um, 
the kind of tech and how they portrayed the tech in it as well because yeah it's not as it's high tech obviously but i don't think it's stupidly high tech no it's like not. obviously the 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 contact lenses the camera contact lenses they're pretty crazy but like the way the rest of the tech is in it and also like uh the batmobile as well the batmobile yeah, design I mean, the is batmobile well. is like yeah. it's like a muscle car with a jet, yeah, jet engine strapped to the back, the back right? in it it's it's a far cry right from the very high tech that was in the bale films you know yeah. and then the ones that was in the justice league you know there's no nanobots here is what i'm saying right there's no nanobots yeah. and kind of that shit right they actually kept the tech fairly kind of classy and quite believable i think as well yeah and i think that helps with the immersion of the, I, yeah. of the kind of the situation that he's in right it feels mm-hmm. very real 100% yeah i think i think it's quite, it's quite cool to see that I, I i like how they've kind of they put that in there they've kind of sandwiched that in it's not fut- stupidly futuristic um which is something i think the marvel films do a lot of right you know especially the iron man films you know yeah, very crazy much so. high tech all the time. Everything's super high tech. Everything's like nanobots and crazy shit like that. Or, or it's magical, you know, like Doctor Strange. Or magical, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's... I will say that I am kind of looking forward to the Doctor Strange. Film. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The madness, oh, multiverse wow. madness, is going to be really good. I think that's going to be the, decent. The, the fact that we've got Sam Raimi at the helm, right? Yes, that's yes, going to yes. be awesome. We love you Sam know, Raimi, he's, right? He's, he's a legendary horror director. He is. And oh, he's yeah, the we perfect love. choice to direct this. You we know? love, we love him, mate. We love Sam Raimi. He's such a good, such a good director, right? We love his fucking show. Love his stuff. It's interesting Definitely. that he gave him helm of that film, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it just I I, I couldn't think of anybody uh, anybody better to to helm such a such such a strange and quite quite frankly a very scary experience, mm-hmm. right? Because the the reality itself is collapsing from yeah. from what we can see. Yeah. So, yeah, like Sam Raimi is is the, the the perfect match to to bring that insanity to the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Since the uh, the old Spider Man films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, obviously, I mean, it's the man—the man who brought us Evil Dead. Oh so. yeah, dude, he brought us Evil Dead, didn't he as well? So, so like, I mean, you know, Campbell? you ain't gonna get yeah, any cameo, mate, in, in if, this if, film. Yeah, holy shit, yeah. Wow, yeah. If he was in this film, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh, I'd be so good if Bruce Campbell was fucking was thrown into the film. That'd be so good, wouldn't it? Because I, I love that. I he love Bruce Campbell. He's fucking all hilarious. Three of those Spider-Man films as well, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love Bruce Campbell, man. He's such a classic guy. He's such a, such a, He's cool a legend. Funny dude. He's so funny. And also, yeah, I think, and I say this in the best way possible, the most guy's way possible, yeah, he just has such an American face. <laughs> and an Ameri- Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like he is just... He is just a bona fide American, isn't he? He, he looks like he's carved out of stone. He, he like has his, a chin. His the chin. facial features, the chin, yeah. the chin. His facial feature. He looks like like an yeah. Easter Island head. He does, honestly, bro. He's he sentient is. Easter Island head. Uh, ironically, <laughs> looking at his uh, his Wikipedia page because I've been doing a bit of surfing while we we're talking. Yeah, uh, he is actually yeah. of Scottish and English descent, so he has Scottish and English heritage, um, which is kind of cool. But but yeah, no, he is. I just he's so American. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've, I follow him on Instagram, and he did a po- picture a little while ago of him in like a, a straight up stars and stripes suit. I shit you not, dude. I can believe that. And you're just like you are the most American man that's ever lived, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are the most American person in the world. But he's so good. Like Evil Dead's cracking, uh, and um, Ash vs Evil Dead, a TV show. That's great. Yeah, first two seasons of that are absolutely super. It's really sad actually that that got cancelled. Yeah, because you can tell by the end of the third season where they're just trying to wrap things up as quickly yeah, as possible. It's just, it is, it is a bit of a shame. It's sad. It's sad. I'd love to see fucking Netflix maybe pick it up and do one more season. I think that could be yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad because 
it's it's such a I don't know it's, I I really liked it I really liked that it's cool man you know you got uh, Lucy Lawless in there as yeah, well yeah, she was great yeah. in that as well there's just some there's some great quotes in that series as oh, well man. so so funny yeah. dude Bruce Campbell's a fucking funny guy I kind of hope they throw him in somehow that'd be hilarious if that they throw him in I, I would or some that. kind of Ash reference or something in there I don't know groovy you know I mean? groovy you know just some because because it's madness right it's multiverse it's all kinds of weird shit I don't know. Oh, Slap yeah. him in yeah, somewhere, any, bro. Anything can happen. It's the little, multiverse. Little, little nod that just would be funny as fuck, couldn't it? And also canonize Ash as being a character in the Marvel Universe that exists. Wow. <laughs> wow. That would actually... <laughs> that's, that's something I need in my life. Exactly, right. Exactly. I'm going to go watch the Ash vs. Evil Dead series again because it's fucking good. Do it, mate. Do it. It's, all, it's so good, right? Splatter. It's so gory as well. It's so oh, yeah, fucking gory. Yeah. Over the top, oh, for it's sure. Stupidly over the top. <laughs> but it's just like really like films, cheesy right? one liners as well. It's just it's like just, Evil yeah. Dead films, isn't it? It's just they've yeah. taken that essence and they've thrown it into into what is just a TV show, isn't it? Yeah. So good. So so good. We've got one more item on the agenda yes, before yeah, we yeah. go. Before we end, let's talk big about one. the elephant in the room here, obviously. It dropped yesterday. Um the Obi Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Oh man, man, just, man oh. this trailer's done so fucking good. Honestly, I'm, I'm on a proper Star Wars high at the moment, right? Because we've had the Mandalorian's been great, Book of Boba Fett was fucking great as well. Yeah, oh, dude, this trailer just it hit the notes, didn't it? It hit the I, fucking I think, notes, dude. Yeah, like I, I, this, this trailer is is definitely, definitely, like it's, it's I, I'm super excited for it's, it. It's so I, I, th- good, I think isn't Boba it? Fett. I think Boba Fett hit, hit a bit of a flat note. Uh, um, I don't know. I think and, it was and a I very think, different. My I biggest think, criticism. Go on. You go first. You go first. Actually, I, I think the 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 well, my 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 because I didn't hate it. I just think my biggest criticism of it was the fact that he was a side character in his own series. It was it, you know, it, Book of Boba Fett should have been all about Boba Fett, and they should have left the Mando stuff. Well, uh, uh, yeah, you, for season three, mate. Yo, that's exactly uh, what I was going to say. That, yeah. that was my 100% my worst thing I had with it. Should have still had the Mandalorian um, in it, right? Yeah. Th- those, those, those episodes where we see what Mando Ep- was up to, that should have been the start. Episode fucking five, bro, is just Mandalorian yeah. season three, episode one. Yeah, Isn't that, it? that's what they should have done. Is. They, we, it, the start of the Mandalorian season three, we should see where he was in, in between you, Book you, of yeah. Boba. You could honestly take... Episode five, I think it was episode five, or episode four of Book of Boba Fett. I can't remember which one it was. It was one of those ones, anyway. I think it was episode yeah. four, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just it's just fucking the, the third season of Mandalorian, which isn't bad, right? Yeah. But if I'm gonna watch that, right, I'm gonna watch Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I want to see I, fucking I think... more Boba, man. I want to see more Boba. I don't want to see Mando, and, right? And I, and I would say I, I I appreciate that um, Boba is. Obviously, he's looking to redeem himself somewhat, but he is very passive as well. He doesn't make any of his own decisions. Mm. Like, mm. like even when he decides to do stuff, people just always talk him out of it. And it's like, are you in charge or not, Boba? It's it's kind of hard, right? Because Boba Fett, you know, in a nutshell, right? He is this kind of iconic character, cult character almost. But I mean, even the original films, right? He didn't fucking do a lot, did he? No, I mean, he was Ever. a stone cold killer. Wasn't yeah, he was. He was, a stone, just, he was, he was just he there. Was, to he fucking... was a mercenary motherfucker, right? Who showed up in the background and looked menacing as fuck and looked cool as fuck, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. look yeah. cool as fuck. But that's all he was, right? It was only obviously until we got the new films, we got Django, and then we got a lot of the comics and the books that came after it, right? That established Correct. them as a character, Boba's a character, Django's a character. And it's cool. I like them bringing him forward, right? Because I think when they introduced him in The Mandalorian, second season, it was really fucking good. 
Yeah. It was. Boo yeah. was fucking sick in that. That and that was the rock hard boba that we were expecting. Yeah. You know, when he yeah. goes through that Legion of Stormtroopers. Yeah, it was like, fucking like sick. They, like they're, like so they're paper. Like so, he's so just good. fucking annihilating. But like I said, I, I did appreciate some of the bits of Book of Boba Fett. Like, I liked them showing how he got at the Sarlacc pit. I liked the sequence with the Tusken Raiders. Where he was with the Tuscans. Oh, oh that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. Learning about the Tuscan culture was, was super. was cool because it, it added a bit more information to the Tuscan Raiders, right? Because they're, yeah. they're weird as fuck characters and they're never really explained apart from the screaming and the, the stupid memes from the, first, the, the original series yeah. with Anakin. He's like, I slaughtered them all, the women and the children. Uh, come yeah. on now. I hate sand. God damn you. Drive, of course. <laughs> Fucking hate that Gets second, everywhere. That second film, man. It's my least favorite Star Wars film by a mile. By a country mile. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the ending. Apart from the ending. That's really good. But no. God no, mate. Um, yeah, there was but some, yeah, so... there was some choice, choice moments about the show for sure. I kind of like the reserve Boba Fett a little bit. I like how he's finding his feet again. In, in a world yeah. that has definitely changed to what he's used to, right? Um, and also, man, my man was almost digested by a fucking giant sand creature thing. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and, and that's the thing. I, I There are obviously arguments for, for both sides, right? I can understand why a lot of really diehard Boba Fett fans are disappointed with the, mm. the way that they've portrayed him mm. and the way that they've portrayed his his escape from the Sarlacc pit yeah. and so on and so forth, right? Um, I'm not too bothered about it. Um, I just again, I wanted more time with him, less time with Mando. I love Mando, thoughts and I love the, um, I love the child, right? The um, Grogu, Grogu is super. Yeah. But, thoughts on the Vespers, yeah. mate. What about the Vespers? Oh, mate, the, um, the fucking spike of Vespers. Yeah, the scooters were just that was the that was the lamest uh, chase I've ever seen. Mate, in my it was life. so funny though, isn't it? Because they've literally taken like the wing mirrors from Vespers, bro, and they've thrown them on the fucking the speed bike. Ah, oh, it's hilarious. I, I, I was, talk, I was talking to a good friend of mine about about uh, a, a, well, about about the, the scooter gang, right? Yeah. And um, and I totally agree with him, right? Nothing is shiny or or brand new on on uh, on Tatooine. It's all dusty, it's and, all shit, dusty yeah. and beaten, yeah. right? It's it's wind beaten. I, I get the look they were going for, and I get the gang aesthetic, right? Of this kind of mod yeah. space mods, right? space mods, right? Um, but obviously, but like I don't they, think they'd they fit fitted in perfectly on Coruscant, Coruscant, not or, on Tatooine, or like Narshada, for example. Yeah, yeah, like they would fit in wonderful because those are like big industrial city planets that are like full of neon lights perfect for that vibe right that cyberpunk aesthetic they're trying to portray here cyber modest yeah. aesthetic, should we say um but yeah on tatooine right they're just a bit out of place aren't they it's not really, it's not that the designs are bad it's not, yeah. yeah it's not that the designs are bad right it's just you know it's like a freshwater fish right in a fucking salt 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 lake salt sea <laughs> you know what i mean they're they're put into like a completely wrong place aren't they <laughs> it, yeah it you just know? it's like they like you said they would be more at home on other star wars planets not not fucking not there. <laughs> Even the gang would have been fine, but they should have had they should have had beat up old speeder bikes. Yeah, not Vespers that are shiny and brand new. Shout- it just it just didn't feel right, did it? Shout out to the uh, Gomorian guards as well. Gomorian guards were great, and I think the, the what, what, I, I I really liked um, Black Chrysanthemum as well. I thought he was really cool. Oh, yeah, Black Chrysanthemum was done really fucking good, really fucking. Good. And, and what I love about that is that he, that character originated in a Marvel comic. Mm, that's yeah, it did, in, didn't in it? In a yeah. Marvel Star Wars comic, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they have they have brought their own their own comics, their own comic book character original characters into into the live action. Which is nice. Which is Black Chrysanthemum awesome. is a sick character, though, to be fair, man. Uh, and also, um, if you know your history as well, we might see him maybe in the Obi Wan series potentially, because yeah, potentially because the scar in his eye was caused by Obi Wan's lightsaber. 
that would so be that would be a really cool little there, tie. There is a little bit of info there if you don't know, but that is how he got the scar. So potentially we potentially could tie it into the Obi-Wan series if they wanted to. I don't know if they will, but if they do, that could be fucking cool, right? I, I would like that a lot. I would I would definitely like that. Uh-huh. Uh, more on the actual trailer itself, though, because uh, we, we took a little bit of a segue into Book of Boba there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, the, the the most important part for me was when Duel of Fates hits, right? Mm. That just that yeah, made that, all that the hairs on my mate, body stand. Mate, that up. was the bit, right? I think that got you got everyone pumped, right? Because I was watching it, and it's not even oh, like my. it's not even the normal uh, Duel of Fates. It's like a bit of a remix, isn't it? It's the epic um, version, the right? Epic version, yeah. Oh, holy word. shit, dude! Hmm. Mm, nah. Yeah, and honestly, but when that music started playing, bro, you know shit was getting fucking real. You know, what I there's mean? there's so much to unpack from that trailer. But yeah. I mean, the, the the biggest thing for 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 me is the Inquisitors. We're getting them live live action. Yeah, yeah the Inquisitors. Wow, big. They, big. they 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 were they were the one of the coolest things to come from that Rebel series. They were. The yeah, it's right? very cool to see them being made into more fleshed out characters, right? Because we've already seen them in um, obviously other media because they were in Fallen Order. Yeah. So it, it's looking like they're going to become a more prevalent and more um, more kind of covered subject uh, with, within the Star Wars canon, which I think is mm. a superb choice because they are brilliant. You know, the whole idea of them being Jedi that would turn to the dark side through torture. Man, they, they, they are, they're so complex and so cool as characters. <laughs> Dude, it's it's going to be fucking good, honestly. And man. they've got the, and they've got the, the spinning uh, double-ended lightsabers as well. Yeah, like they, yeah. Oh man, there's just so much yeah. cool shit to to look forward to. There. Honestly, dude, I reckon they're gonna. I reckon this is gonna kill it. Like, um, and and Hugh McGregor's looking good in it as well. Yeah, like, he's definitely. looking good. He's got they've got a good age for him. Haven't they? they picked a good age for Obi Wan in this. I think um, he's not yeah. obviously like mega old, right? But they've kept the they've kept the character clicks. You know. Um, oh, 100 percent, mate. Yeah. yeah, he looks good in there. They've they've set him up really nicely. Like, damn, man. Did you pick up that little... Uh, I mean, you, you probably did, right? Mm. But the little audio tease at the end with the, the Vader's breathing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vader's breathing, yeah, obviously. When the course. title comes up. Oh, of course, mate. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what I think makes this trailer more powerful, right? All this series more powerful is the fact that Disney have already said it's a limited series. Yeah. There's one and done. There's no. There's not going to be any more after it. There's not going to be any, an Obi-Wan season two. It's just going to be this. It's going to be it. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Awesome. It's a bit sad in a way because you know we always like more content, right? But I would rather them go out on a high, right? Oh yeah, and one bang it completely than make like you know multiple seasons because you know it's a fact, right? Shows sometimes do get weaker, right? Don't they? The longer they go on for, I yes. think Walking Dead is a fucking prime example of that, right? Oh man, like I feel the spin offs. I think that show that show is on so much fucking life support now, bro. Yeah, that should have been dragged out in the field and just shot ages ago. You know, ironically, ironically, you know, with it with its title being The Walking Dead, fucking, the series is The Walking Dead. Should have fucking my like, cement that mate ages ago. Oh man, honestly, look at the flowers. Literally, Lizzie. just look fucking flowers. Boom, popped it in the back of the head like Lenny, mate. Honestly, yeah. just take it out completely because I don't know. It's just it's dragged on for so fucking long now, right? Um, I think this is great because you know we're gonna have Mandalorian. Mandalorian's gonna go on for way more seasons, right? We know it's gonna happen. Um, we'll probably yeah, get a book I, I can't get enough. Right. I don't know about you, but I can't get enough of the Mandalorian. It's good. Like, yeah, I, it's I good. Like it. I said, I like I said, so. critique. I didn't think it belonged necessarily having an entire episode in Book of Boba Fett, but you know, hey ho, it happened. Yeah. Right, it happened. I um, want, what I want, what I want, I want to get more time with Bo Katan because I think she's really cool. Mm, yeah, 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 I agree as I well. So definitely take your sack off. She came, you know, she, she actually not only plays her in the animated, but she also played her in live action, which I think yeah 
so cool. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm very looking forward to seeing the series. Like I can't understate it. It looks sick. It looks. Do so you good. think? Do you think that eventually we'll get to see the Battle of Mandalore? Maybe to be do, fair, do you yeah. think that's what they're working up yeah, for like, with the Mandalorian like, stuff? Like they are slowly kind of integrating more aspects, aren't they, into it, right? Because they speak about the Battle of Mandalore, don't they? During yes. the episode, obviously, where we're talking about Darksaber and stuff like that. They talk about the history. Uh, they talk about um, Mate Boy, I forgot his name. Um, the one who was both Mandalore and Jedi. Um, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That, the, the one who originated the Darksaber. They obviously talk yeah. about that, right? So they are they are putting more bits in. Obviously, right, in this series, we're probably going to see the meme flashback now because I ain't going to lie, I have seen a meme about it already, right? They're saying like, you know, let me show you the Order 66 event again. <laughs> and again, <laughs> right? And again. And it's like Mandalorian, yeah? Book of Boba Fett, Rebels. And it's like the same back flashback, right? Let's see, let's see the clones fucking killing the Jedi again, right? So we're probably going to see that again in it, but... You know, I think this one, like you said, Zach, is already hitting a lot of good points. The Inquisitors, for example, all that good shit is in there already. Mm. Yeah, mm. If, I mean, if they, if I mean, we've already seen that little that little hint as well, obviously, with the BD uh, droid. Yeah. In one of the episodes where the Mandalorian's kicking about in Book of Boba. Yes, like, yeah, the BD droid was they, a nice would, little nod, wasn't it? Yeah, they would do very well to tie uh, Fallen Order in with mm. the live action stuff. They that would, would yeah. be very clever if they did that. Yeah, I could see that happening totally. To be honest, man. Yeah, because all all of the characters in the in the game use their their uh, you know their voice actors likeness yeah, as well, yeah. right? So, oh, well, all the humanoid ones anyway. Damn, damn, it looks good. I was watching it bits of it again when we we're chatting about it, and yeah, yeah it looks fucking good, doesn't it? Holy shit! Oh man, like when I, that I just, music just words hits. can't describe when that music just hits. Honestly, ah, oh, nerd, nerdgasm, nerdgasm, yeah. literally. I can't. <laughs> it's proper squeal moment, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, enough about this madness. Thank you ever so much, everyone, for listening to us ramble about uh, not just games, but a bit of films this time as well. A little bit of cinema for you. Yes, thank you for joining us, yeah, as always. Thank you so much, guys. But make sure you play Elden Ring, firstly, and make sure you watch the Obi-Wan trailer. If you do two things, just two things Definitely. after this. Do both and if you've things. got three, hour, three hours spare, go and watch the Batman. Yeah, if you've really got three good. hours spare as well, go watch the Batman, because it was, it was quite enjoyable. Amazing. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again very soon. Thanks, folks. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.